You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is another Astros podcast. This is Steve Sparks. I'm with A.J. Hinch, the skipper, before opening day here in Arlington. Four games to get things going. You always look to opening day, A.J., and, and it's very exciting, but it's one of 162. How do you keep it in perspective? <laughs> well, I think you have to let the emotions be pretty high today. It's yeah. opening day. There's optimism specifically for our team, but what a, what a great day in baseball. It's, everyone is, uh, looks forward to today, whether you're predicted to, to win the World Series or whether you're just trying to develop some young talent. Yeah. Um, opening day is pretty special. I've told our players, and I remind myself, don't take it for granted. Opening days are special, especially at this level. So you, you want them to go ahead and enjoy this for what it is? I do. I want them to embrace it. I want them to have a little extra energy. Yeah. I want them to be a little bit exuberant. I, want, I mean, that kind of fits our team you know, yeah. in a nutshell. So uh, it's not that hard to ask out of them. But, um, you know, temper your, 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 your nerves, yes. Temper a little bit of the, the over-aggressive mistakes, yes. But, man, live it up. It's the big leagues. You remember your first opening day pretty well? I do. I, mean, I was scared to death. I was yeah. a rookie. You know, and I, the other day I said this to our team in, at a team meeting, you know, that Derek Fisher and Max Stassi and, mm-hmm. and uh, um, guys that are making their first uh, major league roster on, on, on opening day, uh, J.D. Davis being another one, Michael Collins, a young coach we brought over from the Padres, yeah. and Jeff, Jeff Albert and Doug White. I mean, these, uh, we can take for granted this might be, you know, this is 15 or 20 or 25 for me or you or, you know, veterans around the clubhouse. Um, your first one's always special. I remember being in Oakland and facing Pedro Martinez and oh. catching Tom Candiotti. Oh. Um, and so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so it didn't go that, that well? It did. No, it went well. And, and uh, we lost the game, which, uh, but it was the first time I felt like I'd made it. It was the first day to, uh, to play against guys that I recognized from, from growing up watching, in, in watching TV. But um, you never take for granted putting on a uniform and, and being around the club on opening day. Everybody wants to know what you tell a team before opening day. Do you have to say anything, anything to this group? No, not today. I mean, I, I, I think I, you know, if you, if you need to talk today, you probably didn't do your job for the first 45 <laughs> days of spring training. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit the other day just about embracing the, the, the expectations and about enjoying the moment and, and, and being yourself. But, I, but I'm a firm believer in you, you have to keep your head where your feet are. You, you have to stay grounded with what you're doing today. You know, the, the schedule is played out, and – we understand the opportunity we have. We know we're supposed to get a lot of wins. We're supposed to win the division. I mean, people are predicting us to win the World Series. That's all great until that first three-game losing streak or that first rough patch or maybe you lose a star player. And that, that can happen at any moment. So if you, if you just focus on today and you win today, then you hope to win the series. Uh, then you hope to have a winning week and a winning month. Things that I've said to our team since I got here in 2015 probably applies more to today's team than it does before. You take comfort in knowing that this team works very hard and they prepare well. Yeah, I don't have to worry about a lot uh, when it comes to preparation with this team. And yeah. the tone is set by the players. You know, the culture is really good, the chemistry is really good, the attention to detail is pretty good. We 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 have a good thing going. I think the expectation. You know, we always when you grow up around teams or you you lo- you love teams, you wonder how do they how do the Patriots do it? How do the Spurs do it back in the day? How yeah. do the, the the Yankees and the Braves back in the day? How do they do it? And it must be great when you show up and you just blend into the culture. Well, we have that culture now. We have when when Garrett Cole and Joe Smith and Hector Rondon came over, they blended in seamlessly. They just it's the way we work. Justin Verlander last August and September. It's just the way we work. It's what we do. It's our program. Um, and that, that mentality is contagious, and it's, 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 it's sprinkled throughout our clubhouse. 
Every once in a while, I want to ask you about a particular player. And the, the person you write down first on the lineup card most days is George Springer. How fun is that? It's Well, it's easy because, it, you know, it's it's one of the most, you know, uh, athletic, dangerous hitters in baseball to put him at the top of our order when, uh, you know, I, I can imagine the scouting report on the other side. Right. You're going to sit down. It's the first hitter you're going to talk about. What do I do with George Springer? And you better start with the first pitch. And that's what's so uneasy for the other pitcher. 100%. And, you, and you, that's why you see more breaking ball. It won't shock me today if Cole Hamels mixes in a breaking ball or a slider mm-hmm. or, or a changeup, just trying to, to make sure George doesn't jump him on the first pitch. And that, you know, for me, he's a tone setter for us. He is our energy. He, he, he's uh, a huge part of our, of our, of our, our vibe that we have. Yeah. He never has a bad day when it comes to his, his act and how he goes about it. So it, um, he's important. All right, A.J. Hinch, first of many. Tear him up today. You got it. Thanks for having me. Robert Ford joined by Justin Verlander getting the ball today on opening day for the Astros here in Arlington. And uh, your 10th opening day start, first with the Astros. Going back to your first opening day start, 2008, against the Kansas City Royals with the Tigers. What do you remember? First of all, how did you find out that you were going to be the opening day starter that first time? And what do you remember uh, about that day and about that game? Uh, I actually don't remember how I was told. Um, it's funny. I... I uh, it's kind of a whirlwind, um, I, and I think that's kind of what happens in, in huge moments like that. You kind of forget to take in everything else. Um, I don't remember a lot about it. It was such a crazy, crazy experience. Um, I remember more my first opening day in general mm-hmm. where I was. I didn't have to pitch. I didn't have to focus on being on. Um, uh, I, I got to just kind of be a fan and be a part of it and uh, um, just experience this, this moment. Um, that I'd always dreamt of, and uh, that that that's something I'll never forget. You know, they they say it's it's another game, but but it's always looked at a little differently. There's always the ceremony. Sometimes the games start late because of that. Uh, do you have to prepare any differently, or account for different things when you're preparing for an opening day start? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of account for a little bit longer anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes uh, a little bit longer ceremonies. Uh, it's kind of like the playoffs in that. Where yeah, uh, I, I think I hope it doesn't start late though. That's kind of yeah, my you right. know. Uh, that's what you're always hoping. You're hoping it's on time, but there's nothing you can do about it. You just kind of take it in stride, and it is what it is. You know, the the World Series game I pitched uh, in L.A. It started late, um, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of one of those things. Uh, you can't let it get you off your off your game. I think as a younger player, I, I was a little more apt to kind of get flustered by stuff like that. But I'm much more calm now and able to uh, and able to to just not worry about it. So you're going to be the 18th pitcher ever to have at least 10 opening day starts. 12 of those 18 are in the Hall of Fame. Do you ever think about uh, the milestones that you're reaching and, and kind of the legacy you're making in this game, or do you feel like that's something you're going to think more about after your career's over? Um, I, I, it's something I try to think about when my career's over, but anytime it's mentioned, I mean, it's pretty uh, it's pretty cool to think about. Just, uh, you know, I, I'm always of the mindset of just go out there, take the ball, pitch every five days, um, do the best I can uh, on those games, and over time you just start to amass numbers. You know, I, I don't look back. I don't try to focus on any of that. I don't look forward, you know, it's just kind of, I just take a lot of pride in just going out there day after day, game after game. How do you feel about your spring and how it went your first spring with the Astros? Uh, pretty good. I had a lot of fun with these guys. Um, it was a good spring training. It was very uh, precise on what we needed to work on. I feel like I got a, a lot of stuff accomplished. Most importantly, I'm healthy and built my pitch count up. Do you feel like that as you're getting older and because it was a longer season, that maybe you have to change your off-season program at all? Um, I, I actually tweaked it a little bit. Um, I kind of try to jump jump into it a little bit more than before. I think I always take a month off. I think that's important. Um, but I took I took less time to kind of ramp up my workouts this year to try to try to make up some of the lost time. I I just kind of like 
just went right back into the power working out and it was a little sore it was a little harder on my body but um i i would rather rather try to gain my strength as much as i can um then try to take that like two weeks to build back into them i needed those two weeks to kind of pick up what i had lost justin verlander thanks so much for joining us good luck today thank you very much the shape of things to come in our national sport as the baseball season gets underway opening day is always a special time the starting line for a 162-game regular season marathon. The history of opening day in Houston began in 1962 when the Colt 45s thrilled a crowd of 25,343 with a complete game win by lefty Bobby Shantz over the Chicago Cubs 11-2. Shantz, who was traded to St. Louis in May of 1962 for Carl Warwick and John Anderson, led the Colt 45s to a three-game sweep of their opening series. Al Helfer described the conclusion of their win in the second game of that series. Now, the time and walks back to the Rosen bag, then slams it down on the ground. Full count. It's a dramatic moment right now at Colts Stadium. Three balls, two strikes on the hitter. Two outs, two on. Top of the ninth inning. The Colts lead is two to nothing. And Turk Farrell is about ready to make the pitch. The guy from uh, first base will be on the move. Al Larry. There he goes. The pitch is... Gene Elston wrapped up the series sweep. Stone is one out away from a shutout here in the ninth inning. And he's behind on Altman now, two balls and one strike. He takes a lot of time before he gets ready again. Two to nothing, Houston leads. Here's the windup now, and the next pitch into Altman. There's a ground ball back to the mound, drops the ball, can't find it. There's the throw, it's all over. And the 45s win 2 to nothing. Well, the 45s have swept the Cubs series three in a row. 19 consecutive scoreless innings of pitching by Dean Stone, Hal Wodeschick, and Dick Farrell. Three up and three down. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. And we continue to lead the National League in a first-place tie with the San Francisco Giants. Three wins, no defeat. Opening day in 1963 for the Colt 45s against the San Francisco Giants brought a career first for one of the best hitters developed by Houston, Rusty Staub. Lowell Pass describes it. Jack Sanford laboring out there on that mound into the stretch. Runners lead off at third and first. Here's the pitch. Rusty swings, hits it down the first baseline. Fair ball! Here comes the run in. Spangler scores. Digging around second is Pete Rose. He's heading for third. And Rusty has singled down the right field line. He rocketed that ball like a shot just inside of first base. And I tell you, this Rusty stop is becoming a hero here. He got a great cheer when he drew a base on balls his first time at bat, playing in the major leagues. And now he has ripped one down the right field line, driving in a run. And that makes it a 6-1 to one ball game. Opening day in 1965 brought a whole new realm of entertainment to the sports world. The Astrodome was ready to dazzle the world and give Houston the status of being a trailblazing city in both space exploration and sports. The sounds coming from the new giant scoreboard with its home run spectacular were part of the entertainment mix. Bob Bruce lost the Astrodome regular season opener to Chris Short and the Phillies 2-0. But the excited crowd of 42,652 came away impressed by a trend-setting change among sports venues. 
Gone were the rain delays and stifling heat and humidity. Cushioned seats, air conditioning, and eventually AstroTurf, which required a little longer to develop, led Houston fans into the future of sports. As the Houston openers continued through 56 years, Larry Durker made history by winning complete games in 1968, 71, and 75. Mike Scott won three straight openers in 87, 88, and 89. Dallas Keuchel matched that in 2015, 16, and 17. Now we're ready for the first opener after a World Series title. If you want more Astros history and the story of the World Series triumph, Houston's team, Houston's title on Amazon benefits the Astros Foundation.